Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. You guys, I feel like it's been so long since I talked to you, which I know isn't true because we chatted last week, but I was just thinking about it and I, what I've been trying to do, pro little tip here, is I've been batching my work. So I am the kind of person that gets super overwhelmed super easily. And if I have too much on my plate, I just get a little frazzled and it's not a good vibe to for myself or for the people around me and so I've started just batching my work and really focusing on making certain times of the day focused on doing certain things and so it's been a couple weeks since I recorded an episode for you And so I'm sitting here recording today feeling like it's been a long time since I talked to you, even though I know that you heard from me last week if you have been tuning into these episodes. And it's funny too, because I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts and just really focusing on the whole concept of doing less is more. And it's interesting because when I think of just life in general and business and just really protecting your energy and focusing on like the key things that you need to do every single day. Because I, if you're a to-do person like me, you probably have a to-do list that's a mile long. But if you can focus on just like three key things that you need to do every single day, like if you can't do anything but those three key things, what would they be? And just focusing your time on the important tasks that need to get done that will propel you forward. Because by doing that, I found that what you realize is you don't need to do it all in order to get ahead. So it's just something that I've been really focusing my attention on lately. And I also feel that this trickles into fitness as well. Because when it does come to fitness, you don't need to be doing all the things. You don't need to be working out seven days a week. You don't need to be sticking to a certain diet. And sometimes it's just about doing the smallest, making the smallest changes or working out the minimal amount of time so that your recovery is better that actually will propel you forward and get you the best results possible. So it's really this interesting concept. And I feel like, I don't know if you can relate, but in today's age, there's, we just almost feel like we need to do more or if we're not working hard enough, it's not getting us to where we want to be. But when you do take a step back and you focus on just taking care of yourself and focusing on your rest, wow, you're just so much more productive. But it's hard to do. Also, if you're like me, type A, always trying to be, always trying to do stuff, then it is a little bit difficult to to, uh, practice this as well. What is new? I'm trying to think. I did have my, this random thing that happened to me. So my boyfriend, Herman, he was helping me change my site on my back. And back is one of my favorite site spots. And it's just out of the way and 
fairly painless. I try sometimes when I'm sleeping, I always sleep on my side or sometimes I sleep on my back or every now and then I'll even find myself sleeping on my stomach. So I'm just like all over the place. But when I put my sight kind of like mid back, it's not in an area where I'm laying and there's pressure. And so it doesn't bother me when I'm sleeping because I don't know about you, but sometimes when you first change a site, if you put it in a place where you are like there's pressure when you're laying down, it can kind of be uncomfortable. I put it on my side before like on my hip when I'm laying on my side and it's not been super ideal when I'm sleeping so anyways I was changing the site on my back and my boyfriend like did it for me and he's done it a million times so then all of a sudden I was like that I'm like it hurts it doesn't feel right and then it was just this weird feeling and I was like ow and then Irvin looked down and he was like it's the tubing's filling with blood. And so it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. So I, I like ripped it off completely, like immediately. It was just kind of, I don't, it's weird. Maybe you can relate of where you are, you know, you're so used to needles, but when you have to go for a blood test and have blood drawn, it kind of makes you feel a little bit queasy. So that's how I feel. So immediately when I saw the tubing full of blood, I was like, ah, like this is weird. But that was the first time that that happened to me. And I'm wondering if, because I, it was in an area that there's a little bit more muscles, maybe it just hit a weird point in my back. So needless to say, the site is now on my tummy, but I posted that on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it or not, or if that's even happened to you before, if you, if you do use a pump. So I definitely need to call Tandem today and just let them know about that. It's definitely on my top three on my to-do list. And it's, it's, I was thinking about this the other night when I was falling asleep of how there's just, you know, you have your work list of things that you need to do in a day and then you're, you're maybe you're going to the gym and you have to clean the house and then your personal to-do list and then on top of everything, it's like your diabetes to-do list and for me, it's like, okay, remember to order supplies and go to the pharmacy and did I do this and that and this and then it's just like makes it a whole nother full-time job and I could literally be on the phone, like yesterday it was 30 minutes trying to get a hold of like someone for my insurance, but I almost feel like it, it really is and it's not even just the mental capacity or the the amount of things that we have to remember when it comes to thinking of it as like a job, it's also just how much time it takes when you are dealing with insurance, when you're making phone calls, when you're ordering supplies and just all of these things, it really is a full-time job. So you guys are amazing. I just have to say that. Like if you ever forget it, don't just come back and listen to this. You are amazing. You are so amazing. And just like, that's basically it. If I could describe you in one word, it would be completely, utterly 110% amazing. So I wanted to share a listener shout out with you guys because I really do appreciate you so much and it means so much that you take the time every single week to hang out with me. It really, it's, it's something that I don't think about enough. And so I just wanted to say thank you. And this shout out is to Gamela underscore dose. And I hope I'm saying it right. Jamela, maybe it's Jamela. I think it's Gamela, but whatever. It's a pretty name. I love it. So she wrote a review and 
it says, so relatable, so relatable and real. I love how relatable Taja is and how real she is with her viewers. It makes me realize that I am literally not alone and so many other T1Ds struggle with the same things I do. And I'm not crazy, LOL. Gamela, I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to leave this review. It really does mean so, so much to me. And that's, it just, it touches me because I, that's the whole point is I don't want anyone to feel like they're alone because I felt like I was alone for so long and so just hearing you say that really like brings tears to my eyes because uh that's just what I that's the whole thing if if that's how everyone could just take away like one thing of not feeling alone by listening to me every single week that would be my this it would just be made I'm like speechless right now but I just wanted to say thank you and sometimes it's funny to me just how it can be hard it can be hard reading nice things about yourself like when someone says something nice like it just it's it's nice to read but then also when I'm reading it out, out loud I almost feel like I'm saying stuff about myself I don't know it's weird um it's weird to like say something so nice that's to me about me out loud but I'm not trying to brag I just am trying to share and it really does touch my heart on such a deep level and so I appreciate you so much and you guys if you do take a few moments if you haven't already done so to leave me a review it actually expands the reach of this podcast and so it makes it possible for more people to hear these episodes and to hear this message and so for anyone who is struggling right now or struggling with their nutrition or their health or whatever it may be or someone who just wants to feel a little bit less alone when you do leave a review it makes it possible for everyone to hopefully find this message it just makes it more possible so I do want to say thank you so much and if you feel called to do so if you leave a review it takes a couple seconds and it will really mean the world so thank you again Gamela I hope I'm saying your name right I'm if anyone knows what it's like to not have their name said right by far I am one of those people not a lot of people can say Taja so I get all sorts of different names so I do hope that I'm pronouncing that right but nonetheless I appreciate you so much and I appreciate you for taking the time to leave a review so today you guys I am sharing an episode that I think you are really going to enjoy and this is an episode with my friend Ben Ben is the online dietitian who helps you transform your body and your blood sugars he has type 1 diabetes and we did an episode a while back that I shared on this podcast. It was a replay of an Instagram live that we did. And so this is another one that we did. It's kind of a behind the scenes with Ben and Taja, which is what I like to call it. And so I wanted to share this with you guys as well, because there's some super helpful tips in here that I think you'll take away from this episode in terms of diabetes and nutrition. And so I'm really excited to share this with you. And I also just wanted to quickly let you guys know about something that is super special and super exciting. And I'm so I cannot wait to share it with you. So I have a brand new live training coming out. It's completely free and this is going to be a deep dive on nutrition and 
type 1 diabetes and fat loss, and I'm going to be sharing a lot of tips that have helped me over the years in terms of managing my blood sugars and achieving my fitness goals and keeping the fat off because that was something that was really huge for me for a long time was like I would lose the weight, but then it would just slowly come back and I could never maintain my fitness goals. And so I'm going to be sharing some helpful tips and you can save your seat for free for this training. It's called the three behind the scenes secrets to a fit body and blood sugars. And I'm so excited for this one. And I know that 2019 is coming to an end pretty soon. And so I hope that this training will kind of be like a kickstart for the new year before we end 2019. So we can end it with a bang together and it's going to be a live training. So we will be doing a live Q and A at the end. And I'm, I'm excited to share this one with you. So do save your seat. All you need to do is go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash training. And I will put the link to this in the show notes as well. So you can just click that to save your seat. There's going to be two days that we'll be doing this training. And so even if the times don't work, be sure to save your seat anyways, because I will be sending a replay to those who um, registered but couldn't attend. So the audio of this episode might sound a little bit different because it is a replay of a live Q&A that Ben and I did. Just wanted to warn you, but I think you're going to really enjoy it and I will not keep you waiting any longer. Let's go ahead and dive into the episode. We are live. Well, actually, I'm live as I wait for the one and only Taja to appear. And oh, look, it's Taja herself. The woman of the hour. They're live. Um, Taja seems like she's a little bit challenged in terms of how to add. So I'm just going to add her for her. Because, you know, she's still new to this whole live thing. But what do you want to be? Oh, there we go. I, I'm challenged. Ta- Taja's challenged at this live thing. Hello, Taja. I, know, I hit request like three times. It's okay. I won't judge you. Welcome to, welcome to the live. We need to have like a name for this TV show or something like that. I know. Oh, I know what it should be. BTS behind the scenes with Ben and Taja. Ooh, I like that. So what's going on? I'm just, I'm living the dream. So I know you got questions. We are here to talk all about the Betis nutrition and exercise and whatever else. If people have other things that are notable to talk about, I believe the, like the bachelorette, um, seems like it hasn't had a very happy ending right now. Like, I mean, those are things happy to talk about as well. I have no idea what's, what is the bachelorette? <laughs> what is it? Oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I was going to say, if this is, I should have Roberta come on live. She's been watching that like crazy. She was real mad. Everybody. Yeah, so my sister, my sister is watching it too. Everybody. Wait, really I was like, what, is it Monday right now? But it's not. I honestly have no idea what day it is right now, but that's okay. Yes. I just got the questions because my questions, because I posted a picture of you, or your proposal with insulin to me, you know, everyone was asking questions about how you knew on that bachelorette topic, how you knew <laughs> I was the one. So how, how did we gotta, we gotta, we gotta know what was, what just, what was that tipping point that just said, you know, what, I'm going to give Ben some insulin. I think it's just the BDs, you know, you just have this, you just know. <laughs> Just know, and you just knew, like right here. Yeah, for I sure. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate you. My diabetes appreciates you as well. Likewise. So, um, let's get down to business. So, the first question that we have today is from Amanda, 
and she says, how many calories do I need for a deficit? That is one of the most loaded questions someone could ask. I know. Would you like me to start or would you, you like to take this? You can, you can go ahead and start. Well, Amanda, dearest Amanda, I don't know you, but I know that for a deficit, it's going to strictly depend on you. It's going to depend on what your maintenance calories are. And your maintenance calories may be different than my maintenance calories. But for a deficit in general, it means that you are expending more energy than you are consuming. So as a result, if you're looking for a 300 calorie deficit and you're eating 2000 a day to maintain your weight, you need to eat 1700. How you know how much you need to eat, you can use an equation, which should give you a general idea, or you could track your normal intake. And if you've been eating the same way for a really long time, that's probably pretty close to your normal. Then, yes. of course, in that case, if you're looking for a deficit, eat less. If you end up going under 1,200 calories, it's pretty unsafe, and your body will not <laughs> like you. So I don't, zero out of 10 recommend going under 1,200 calories. Yes, and to piggyback off that, it's like just looking at the past dieting history, because if you have been already eating 1,200 and then you know, you're, you're just not going to get, even if you jump into a deficit, you're, you're going to need to eat probably more food in order to rebuild your metabolism. Exactly. So, there's so many things that you have to take into account. <laughs> there's like 74, actually, there's really probably like seven, but there's some actual solid things you have to consider. But one of the other big things is if you say, if you track your food, let's say, and you find out you're eating 600 calories a day, cause you just don't eat. And then one of these calculators says that you're supposed to eat 1500 and you jump to that, it's probably not going to end well either. So that's yes. why you need, that's why in Amanda's case or other people in a similar boat, that's why it is very important to work with someone that A is credentialed and B knows what they're talking about in terms of fixing your metabolism. Cause otherwise if you're just following internet forums, God help you. Yeah. And it, cause I was in a position once where I completely messed up my metabolism by eating such little food every single day. Tell more of the story that people need to hear. Well, because your body adapts to the amount of food that you're eating. So if you're eating too little for too long, then at some point, it's like you can't just survive off of eating nothing. And so as soon as you start eating normal again, which is what happened to me, I gained all of the weight back plus like 10 times more. And then that was hard to lose because my body was like my metabolism was just so messed up. So past dieting history and then your activity level too. Like what are you doing right now? And all of that, like your non-exercise activity level. Yes, and that non-exercise activity is something that people do not consider very much. So like if you go to Target and you walk around, like that is calories burned. If you yeah. go walk around your neighborhood, that is calories burned. If you decide to go walk up the stairs to the top of the Sears Tower, that's calories burned. So like you have to consider how that's gonna play into your blood sugar as well. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> So, oh, so yeah. many things to factor in. We do have a question from the from the people. It's actually right. from Kyle. Kyle, Kyle one of the real, he's one of the real MVPs because he lives in Tampa. High protein diet, taxing on kidneys as diabetic, extra sensitive, things to do to help kidney health if on a high protein diet. Ooh, I like this question. It's a good one. So high protein diet and diabetes. So first of all, everybody says high protein diet is more stressful for your kidneys. It's actually been shown in research that low protein diets can be more damaging to your kidneys because think about the other foods you're eating. Usually people that aren't eating as high of protein may not be eating as 
I don't want to say healthy, because healthy is a very nondescript word, but they may not be considering their food choices quite as carefully. And so as a result, they end up in a situation where it's just not like, it's going to end up not as good for them. So high protein diets won't have an effect on you unless your blood sugars are really whacked out and that's not going to help either. The other thing though is some doctors will be like, oh, well you can go on a, I believe it's an ACE inhibitor and they'll give it to you as a protective measure for your kidneys. Is it necessary? Meh. I don't really know. That'd be your doctor's decision. But what I will also say is given the research with the high protein diet, like I'm, I'm even if you're doing a high protein diet for years and years and years and years, you should be fine as long as you are doing the other things that are part of the lifestyle. You're exercising, you're making solid food choices, you're not eating crap all the time, etc. Yeah. And, and depending on like the individual too, it's like what is considered, you know, what's high protein to, for someone will be completely different for someone else or, you know, but I think generally you would know because if I eat too much protein, like I don't feel super hot. <laughs> so I think people can kind of know too. You don't right? feel super hot? <laughs> like, yeah, like I get like a stomach ache and protein parts. I, I don't feel good. Yeah. Do you get, I get like, protein parts though? No, I, I just get super bloated. That's fair. Well, I can tell you, first of all, I've got someone here saying that, so you're saying I can skip the gym and shop at Target. I saw um, that. No, not yes, quite. No. <laughs> but you can supplement the gym with walking at Target. That's fantastic. Real food or supplements with protein or just all together? All together. Everything put together. Because technically your body, like, if you say I'm going to eat cottage cheese versus I'm going to eat protein powder, your body will see it, obviously, one's casein, one's whey. But it just sees it as protein. It doesn't see it as, oh, well, this is non-natural protein versus whatever. It's still protein. It's, it's a funny that you say that too, because it's like when with just all food in general, right? It's like your body doesn't know the difference between a healthy, healthy <laughs> carb, and, you know? Your body, that's a good topic. Do you want to talk about that a little more about how your body doesn't necessarily delineate if the same macronutrient profile comes from a healthy food and a unhealthy food? Yeah, it's like your body just sees it all as the same. So whether, does, like if you're, say, for weight loss, for example, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're, whatever carbs you're eating, like whatever whatever food it is, your body isn't going to be like, oh, this is good or this is bad. So it's going to still, it's still calories at the end of the day. If you eat an apple with peanut butter and you decide, someone else decides to eat chips and you look at the the macronutrient composition, you could argue that one person's having a better choice. And yeah, from like a nutrient, micronutrient perspective, mm -hmm. you are, but from a metabolism perspective, they're nearly identical. Yeah, not gonna make any difference for your fat loss or whatever, but for how you feel on the inside, it might make a difference. <laughs> and I'm not, and again, I'm not condoning, I'm not saying, oh, well, you should definitely have chips and don't eat apples and peanut butter. What I'm saying is if you had these, if you had chips with protein that make it up for the little protein difference and you had exactly the same profile from a fat loss perspective, your body will treat it roughly the same. So um, we've got a peanut butter craver. I just bought this actually, real talk. I went to Costco and they had this like pecan butter. It's like bougie pe pecan, pecan, I don't know, however you say it. It's so good. But it doesn't have anything in it or is it just straight up nut? It's nut butter. It's straight up, it's straight up pecans and it's yes. like it's like looks like peanut butter oh my god it's so good peanut butter is my weakness peanut butter is my favorite food it's mine like oh. i have oh. a problem dude i've eaten three packs of peanuts today i'm impressed but that's not peanut butter i know but still <laughs> i mean that's pretty solid though i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i know 
Um, collagen's coming up hot, so we're going to talk about that because I love talking about that too. Collagen is is fantastic as people are like, oh, like supplementary. So for me, like if your protein goal is 100, and I'm using 100 as an easy number, and you have collagen, and let's say your scoop of collagen is 15, that does not count. Collagen is supplementary. It's kind of like taking your vitamins or taking like some people have like turmeric or like other things like that. It's, it's not actually, it'll count as calories, but it's not going to count toward your protein goal because of the fact that it's not a complete protein. It's great for like your hair, your skin, your, your nails, whatever, that kind of stuff. Your joints is supposed to be helpful for as well, but you can't necessarily count it as a, it's not a complete protein. So it's going to count as calories. You can figure out the, the pairing it needs so you can make it a complete protein and it matters. But in isolation, if you're like, I'm going to have collagen post-workout, I don't recommend so diving into supplements, like, do you, this is something that people ask a lot is do people, do you take supplements? What are your, what's your, what's my stack? Yes. Yeah, what's your stack? My stack. Oh, I'm such a supplement person. I have protein powder, which isn't really a supplement. It's just food. I have BCAAs solely because I intermittent fast. And I like the idea of having something in my system to ideally preserve some muscle as broy as that is. It does have a little validity. Um, and honestly, I don't take creatine. I know a lot of people do. Um, I don't really take anything else. I take allergy medicine. Does that count? (laughs) You know, I take zinc. I take zinc. Okay. I recommend everybody take zinc. If there's anything you can take away from this entire conversation, take 25 to 30 milligrams of zinc per day. I wonder if my multivitamins have that in it. Cause I, I like supplements to me is just to supplement the diet. Right. So I try to get everything just in the food that I'm eating. So I don't rarely take protein powder <laughs> as it is, unless I need to. Um, but I ha- I take multivitamins. It just tastes good. Like I like how protein powder tastes and I like bake with it and stuff. So I'm, I'll have some. You can throw it in anything. Why zinc? Zinc is, God, I feel like I'm going back into micronutrient metabolism again. <laughs> um, zinc is one of those things where it helps your immune system and I take it for immunity. It supposedly helps your blood sugars too. that. I don't know as much about, but zinc is, I mean, I could pull up my PowerPoint and I'm not going to, there's all sorts of other things, but the biggest benefit is immunity. If you have like a wound or your cut or something, it'll help with that going faster. But the immune system side of it, the immune modulation is huge with zinc, like huge, 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 huge. And that's it just that in and of itself, it'll shorten the duration of being sick by like half. So if you do get sick, it's going to make it less. That's my, that's my answer. That's that's good. Sold. I'm sold on it. (laughs) Well, vitamin D Canadians need vitamin D. I mean, I need vitamin D and I live in Florida. Yeah. Um, Vitamin D because she, she understands how to get tan. I should like, I, cause I just got over a head cold. I was sick last week and my, I was like, I should get, um, cause my dad takes the, like the tincture of vitamin D. He's like, you need to get some of it. But I was like, so I'm like, uh, I didn't. I like the children's kind of vitamin D where you eat them. Yeah. They taste good. And this I credit in isolation to actually getting my vitamin D insufficiency back up to normal levels. So yay for gummies. Oh, was it deficient? You? I mean, my, have you not seen how pale I am? I'm like, I'm like the same color as you can. I'm like transparent half the time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Harry Potter's invisibility cloak when there's like a snowstorm outside. That's 
Um, you can go next question. Okay. What is the best way to be consistent with exercise and nutrition? And this one is from Seth. Seth or Steph? Seth. S-E-C-H. Seth. S-E-T-H. All right, go. Go get them. The best way to be consistent, I personally think um, just having like a, a structured program and then doing it, you know, following that same routine until it becomes a habit. That's how, that's how I look at it. Cause for me, consistency has not always been super easy, but if you know exactly what you're doing and you go into the gym with a plan and you know, like your macros and your calories, then it becomes a lot easier to follow. Well, then what do you do when you run into like a road bump? Like, let's say you're, you're going really well. And then you have some sort of thing that knocks you off the path. What do you do to stay on track? So for, I mean, I guess it depends the kind of road bump, because if it's, I mean, our, our bodies technically technically don't know the difference of seven days. So, like, if I don't finish my lifts in in seven days, then sometimes I'll just finish it up on the eighth day if I have to. Or if I skip a couple days, then I'll get my main lifts in and, like, sprinkle my, uh, like, isolation exercises throughout the remainder of the week. So, as long as I'm getting, like, all my lifts in, then I don't really worry about it too much. Um, so, if I'm feeling under-recovered one day, then I'll just take the extra day off and, like, kind of mesh my program together that way. And then if it's nutrition, I'll uh, look if I eat too many calories or something, then I sometimes will look at my calories in terms of the, the week instead of the day. So I just allow myself more flexibility when I need it. But generally, I don't really worry about it too much, especially with nutrition, because mm. our bodies are, are amazing. Well, I think nutritionally, you brought up a good point with the whole week as one giant thing, because... If you can borrow, like if you have, and I'm making easy numbers, if you have 2,000 calories a day is what you need and you have seven days, then you're at 14,000 for the week. If you decide that you're going to take out, it's like a bank, 5,000 calories one day, you now have 9,000 for the rest of the week. So it's like you made that decision. You got to just figure out how you're going to get work around it. But that was a, a really big thing you brought up. And that's something I talk a lot with a lot of my clients. Yeah, because it's the same as like if you were to carb cycle, right? But instead of looking at it as in like high and low days, it's like, well, today I really want that pizza. So I'm just going to eat less the next day or whatever, or like yeah. divide those by the, the remainder of the week. That's how I do it. No, 100%. I mean, people, I, I like using the money example because people can relate like calories and money as like similar things where you can withdraw versus, oh, you're in a deposit. You went under by 300 a day, then just add it to the weekly total. But yeah. what's your favorite dessert? mine yeah you uh, and the people any anything with peanut butter shocker and uh i do like donuts i like the old-fashioned donuts so god you like donuts and you like peanut butter what if you yes. had a donut that was covered in like peanut butter it'd probably be good like there's a donut at voodoo donuts that's called the odb and it's my favorite and they got the donut like the plain one that you like but it's covered in like crushed Oreos and there's a little bit of vanilla frosting and then there's peanut butter all over the top of it. Oh, it's so good. I mean, yeah, anything with peanut butter, right? You can't really go wrong. Yes. And then there's one, they have another thing there. I don't remember what it is, but it's called the Memphis Mafia. It's this massive thing and has all this dough, but it's got peanut butter, chocolate chips, chocolate drizzle, and banana oh man it's so good. oh that's like a sunday kind of but it's like on like a fritter or something it's a massive thing it's so good 
That sounds delicious. I love, I just love eating donuts. It's, it's like, who's craving dessert now? Real talk. Lisa says her sugars are increasing just hearing the description. That's how I feel right now. Like, I feel like sometimes you just look at food and you're like, oh, that looks good. And suddenly it's your blood sugar goes up 40 points, even though. I just rage bolused a little bit. In, in normal, not normal, in non-diabetes people, when you like seafood, your body actually delivers a slight amount of insulin. Oh, really? Yes. In case you were wondering, fun fact of the day. It's like, how mean would that be? It's like, here's your like plate of donuts. No, just kidding. Like real talk though. Like it's rough. Although I will say I was at a, my favorite restaurant in Tampa. I think it was about a week ago. Wow. This has been a long week. And um, we were eating dinner and we finished and they were like, hey, like there's a donut store attached and the donuts there are A1. And they're like, we're just going to throw out this whole tray of donuts. Like, do you want some free donuts? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. I think because that happened to me um, like a couple months ago because they do that to keep them fresh, right? Like when yeah. they offer, I was like, um, I'll take some. He's like, no, like take more. I'm like, literally, if I take those, I'm going to eat all of them. There were like 12 and just sitting there and there were all these different types. And I think we took one each and we split them all. Oh my God, they were so good. Delicious. I just love donuts. I just love food, but shock yeah. given my profession <laughs> Oh um, so what's your take on surgery? Seth, I had knee surgery. Then as soon as I got better from that, I had foot surgery and I'm currently strung up on not being able to stick to a routine consistently. Well, he had foot surgery and he had like knee surgery. So in that case, I would say you can't use your lower bodies, but luckily we have an upper <laughs> body too. <laughs> so that's going to be where like you go on that. If you're going to do your cardio, you're going to go to the gym and you're going to sit on that machine where you pull the rope down like this and it's horrible. I would do that. I would do a lot of upper body focus. And I mean, as much as you can, even if you got to use machines, yeah. but it, 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 I feel like it's one of those things where like, if you have to work around it, if there's a will, there will be a way. Mm -hmm. You just have to get creative. It's crazy too. Cause it's like, you know, any, anyone else would be like, Oh, just, you know, rest kind of thing. Right. And it's like, yeah, you want to recover. But then as a type one, it's like, you're like, I become so much more insulin resistant. If I, if I, I take two consecutive days off from my workout in a row, my blood sugar is like all of a sudden start going up. They, it starts creeping up on me. So it's, it's, it's a little different. Well, and even like, I know for me, like I one time, I actually, this is an awful story, but it's a good story. So I had, I used to have a Medtronic pump. I subsequently don't, but my Medtronic pump at one point, I had a site and the site, like you take it out sometimes it bruises, whatever, no big deal. So it was, this is like, wow, six years ago. So it bruises and then like the bruise never went away. And then three months later I was sprinting. I was running sprints and it just swelled up and it was red and it was, it was like hard and it was hot. And I'm like, this is really weird. So I went to the ER and they said they had to drain it. So they drained like 10 milliliters of blood from it. It was super weird. So imagine the amount of like an insulin bottle. And then um, after that happened, they're like, come back. You like, we have to like remove this thing, like a abscess or whatever, like, having surgery i'm like okay cool well the week before the surgery it got infected shit and then my i had like 104 fever all this nonsense it was horrible and so they end up cutting it open i have a beautiful scar on my side thanks medtronic and um and subsequently i then had this open wound so i couldn't work out for nine days in a row I know that sounds like, oh, only nine days, yes. But, like, my blood sugars by, like, day six, seven, eight, nine could not get under 250 to save my soul. Yeah, that's so frustrating. It was brutal. And just simply because I couldn't move as much as I normally would. Yeah. 
And even yeah. I mean, if you go to like a conference, I mean, I'm sure you see it too. You go to an event where you have to sit for like eight hours. I'm sure your blood sugars are just joyful, you know, because you're not able to move. Yeah. Road trips, any planes? Yes, I was changing my site every three days. All right. I have a, I have a, good, I have a good question for you. Shoot. Okay, this one's from Christina. Can you do keto and intermediate fasting with type 1 diabetes? And if so, how? Well, talk to me about it. <laughs> I can teach you how. That's a, <laughs> that's a hell of an undertaking if you're going to do it all at once. Um, I mean, can you do it? Yes. Can you do keto with type 1? Sure. Can you do keto without type 1? Sure. Can you do intermittent fasting? Yes, I do it. Can you do non-intermittent fasting? Sure. Can you combine the two? Sure. But... In a case like that, you probably are going to need some direction because if you just start doing this by yourself, it might not end well for you, especially mm -hmm. keto and intermittent fasting. Talk about setting yourself up to go low. Yeah. What do you yeah, think, Roger? Well, a one, my first thought, too, is like, um, what is your activity like? Because depending on what you're doing, too, that can play a big role in it. And then the reason behind too, like if you're doing it for weight loss or like better blood sugars, there's so many things that you'd want to look at. I would start with one and then yeah. go to two. Yeah. And then you could add in one of them, but. Well, exactly. Yeah. You, you adjust to one and then you continue on, but real talk. I mean, I think you, in that situation, you want to be working with someone that knows what the hell they're doing. Cause if you're not, then that could end very poorly, very quickly. Yeah. And yeah, so the, the how part <laughs> takes a, a little bit more how, information how like, to actually give you a prescription for that. Well, I would say the how part of it would literally be, let's have a 30 minute chat about this. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Yay. Keto. And I mean, it, I don't disagree. It's probably amazing blood sugar stability, but I'm also just going to say for someone that's relatively new and turns on the TV and it's like, oh, they're talking about keto. And then two days later, oh, they're talking about intermittent fasting. Like, I want to do both. Like, you're going to need some, you're going to need a little support before you just jump into that. All right. Next question that I have is from Susanna. How do you make up your, how do you make up for hypos in your diet? Do you eat less after? This is a good one. I like this one. It's juicy. Go, go get it. Uh, I personally do like how we, um, talked about uh not carb cycling but uh like looking at your calories in terms of the week instead of the day because that gives you more flexibility when you are treating lows um and in that way like if you go over one day it's really not a big deal because at the end of the week you're still gonna be in a calorie deficit so that's that's what i do so yeah how about you preach i basically was gonna say roughly the same thing but you said yes. it so nicely and eloquently that i don't have to say it <laughs> And the other thing too for that is like, depending on how much you go over your calories, it's like, sometimes I might say, yeah, go ahead and eat less the next day or not. Cause you don't want to end up eating like 1200 the next day. And then but, end up going low cause you're eating 1200 and then suddenly or, you have to yeah. eat more and you're like, oh, then, yeah. Then you're hangry. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things and you're like, it, it, it could spiral very quick. So let's just leave it at that. Yes. So the next one is how to lose body fat. Do you take less insulin and what do you use when you are low? Do you take less insulin to lose body fat? Hashtag 
diabulimia. That's not a good answer. Do not take less insulin to lose body fat unless you want to also. Yeah, no, we do not do that. Insulin does not cause weight gain. You might, your insulin might go down from eating less, but your insulin does not cause your weight gain. Because otherwise, people on keto, people on keto can. Okay, I'm going to go on a slight little tangent here. Let's hear it. People on keto, as much as like, oh, I lost weight on keto. Cool story. You can still gain weight on keto. You can, because again, it goes back to our favorite thing about the calorie deficit. And if someone wants to debate me, go for it. Try me because I love this topic and you will not win. But I mean, real talk, like your body is not dumb. It has other mechanisms of fat storage. Like specifically, there's a protein called ASP. So like you don't need insulin to store fat. So yes, you can gain weight without insulin. So reducing your insulin is not going to help you. You might need to reduce your insulin to help with your blood sugar control to prevent your lows. To treat lows, my go-to low snack are those Transcend gels or regular body armor because I like I like potassium in my life. And if I'm going to have something to treat a low, I'm at least going to try to get some nutrients along with it. I like it. Wait, what did you say you took? Gel? Transcend gel. They're like these little like squeeze gel things. They're pretty delightful. They're like 15 grams straight glucose. They're glorious. They taste good. And you don't have to like chew them. So they're not like tabs. They don't taste like chalk. How many carbs do they have? Do you take the whole package? 15. No, no, no. That was, that was a package holding like four in. Um, they, uh, they're like little containers, like little squeezy things, like ketchup packets. The strawberry is better, but I picked up the orange one first. So my apologies. Strawberry is sitting behind the orange. That's funny. <laughs> Big facts. We also have a guard the pantry. That was the pantry I just went to was the pantry that is that is normally guarded. Guarded. So when, when I'm when I, if you're low and you want to eat the whole pantry, oh. sometimes sometimes people need to guard the pantry. You know, <laughs> put a lock on it. It's not that bad. We're not that bad. But like, it's real talk. You wake up and it's four in the morning and you want to eat all of the cinnamon toast crunch. How about the the nights you wake up and you're like just fucking drenched in like sweat because you're so low. <laughs> Those are the worst, and those are the nights where the cinnamon toast crunch gets decimated. So I, I, I've honestly bought it. It must be like a little self, like single serving container, so I can decimate the single serving container and not worry about the rest of it. That's good idea, smart. That's that's a way to win. Transcend is on Amazon. Yes, I believe you can also order it on their website, but they may send it to Amazon too. Honestly, Taja has a good idea there. I don't remember what my idea was. What was your idea. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I just stick to glucose tablets. And it's an interesting cycle too, though, because when you are trying to lose weight, it's like, don't, don't cut your insulin, but by doing all the, the right things with your diet and your exercise, automatically you're going to become more insulin sensitive. So it's like, you're going to require less insulin. And it's, I mean, even though insulin doesn't cause fat gain, you're still going to be taking less overall eventually. Facts. So, I mean, yeah, then people, because other thing about it too is like, if you're eating maintenance and you're eating keto and you switch from keto to regular, you're not going to necessarily gain any more weight. You're yeah. just going to hang out at the same weight, but you might take more insulin. Like, it doesn't matter. People just associate insulin and weight gain because after they're diagnosed, their weight goes up because instead of pissing out all of the energy you're supposed to be eating, you're actually using it the way it's meant to be used. Yeah, it's just finding that balance again. Even though balance doesn't really exist, but like... What is this just, balance you speak of? Yeah, it's non-existent, but... No, but you're a hustler. Just trying to take it, take it as, you, as you go. Exactly. Do the right. best. 
can with it and don't beat yourself up if things don't go the way you expect them to go. Yes. Yeah. So there's that. Any other <laughs> final words of this episode of what did you call it? BTS? BTS. Behind the scenes with Ben and Taja. <laughs> Any other burning thoughts, burning questions before I decide to go make myself a delectable dinner? I know it's getting late there, so you should go make dinner. What are you going to eat for dinner? Uh, Tell the people as the nutrition. I'm probably, so it's funny because when I like eat something, I'll eat it for a long time until I get sick of it. And then I'll start eating something else. So right now it's chicken and Japanese sweet potatoes. What is a Japanese sweet potato? They're so good. I don't, there's another like word for them, but they're purple. And then the inside is white and it, 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 the consistency is more filling than a regular sweet potato. And I, I, yeah, they're, they're so good, but I have to literally, when I eat them, I have to do an, uh, extended bolus because my blood sugar like slowly starts to creep up. These are strange. I feel like I've seen these. I'm trying to see what else I Googled it. There's a name in Japanese, but that doesn't really help me. Yeah. yeah they're, I don't know. they're, they're pretty good. So I'll, like, I'll cut them in half and then I'll just bake them. So I'll, I'll eat like a hundred and 150 grams. It's good. So a third okay. of a pound of sweet potato. Yes. I got you. No, um, I have no idea what that is, but I fully expect to be the recipient of one the next time I end up on the West coast for something. Yes. I will bring you one to Venice. <laughs> I will be so excited to finally try my first Japanese sweet potato. <laughs> So I'm happy because I have a full freezer and a full fridge. And I know I promised, I promised the world that I would share my fridge and freezer, but literally right now you cannot see anything. It's just crammed full of stuff. Even better. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Mine's the opposite right now. Well, two days ago, I literally had like in my fridge, I think I had insulin and like cheese and that was it. (laughs) So I'm not going to get too far on insulin. Combination. I mean, hey, at least I, I've got the insulin. I can do, like, an extended bolus. Like, we're, we're good. You're good. But it was feta cheese, shredded cheese, and sliced cheese. I had three kinds of cheese, but, like, nothing else. But now I have food. So we're good. All right. I'll you go eat dinner. <laughs> yes, I shall go eat dinner. It was a grand chat. I'd like to let everybody know we appreciate y'all and keep sending questions because we enjoy this this series yes. trying to do weekly. Thank you guys for joining us today. Hopefully we're not too weird. <laughs> All right. Talk All to right. you later. Bye. Bye. What did you guys think? Was there any tips that you took away from today's episode that you didn't know or that you kind of forgot and that were a helpful reminder? I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you don't think we're too weird but if you do weird is good right I mean being normal is boring so the weirder the better in my books anyways if you want to connect with Ben you can find him on Instagram his handle is I will also link to it in the show notes but his on Instagram you can connect with him at man of zeal (laughs) I don't know if I'm saying it right man of zeal I always think man of steel 
but it's M-A-N of, and then his last name is T-Z-E-E-L. And I don't know if you say Z or Z, but us Canadians say Z. So I will just keep it with Z. Um, but you can find him on Instagram. He is the online dietitian. And you can also connect with him on his website, which is yourdiabetesinsider.com. And I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. So send him a message, connect with him over there. I think he's most active on Instagram. So man of seal, man of seal. Wow. I can't even talk right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to know what did you enjoy most about it? So leave me a review. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on weekly episodes. I do have some fun things coming up, some bonus content. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that. I love you and I'll talk to you same time next week.